If you like the video, please consider supporting James Corp on Patreon. Welcome to our review of Alien, the role-playing game. Right, um, so don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to us on the podcast, I, I don't know if you can like or subscribe or whatever you can do, but that'd be good if you could do something positive. Share with your mates. There we go, that's good. And if you're watching this on Twitch, do consider hitting that subscribe button. Um, so yeah, so we just played four weeks of Destroy of Worlds. We just had an interview with uh, Andrew um, about aliens, so that will be something else you can listen to if you're interested. Uh, he talks about a lot of stuff, and I think he gives away a few little spot future spoilers and stuff as well. Just be careful, though. There are spoilers in in said interview about Destroy of Worlds and certain other things. But yeah, so um, how do we do this? Well, let's get so uh, Sue. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, uh, my name's Sue, also known as Savage Spiel on various internet places. Uh, I've been role playing since at some point in the two thousands. I forget exactly when. Uh, I, I've played the previous cinematic scenarios for the alien game so that will be uh hope's last day and chariot of the gods but uh, this has been the first look i've had at destroyer of worlds and i do also write my own scenarios so i've run a couple of those you even ran a campaign of alien didn't you uh not yet oh i thought oh i thought you did i thought you did nathan yeah, uh, Nathan Clark, uh, Godless Polecat, anywhere you care to find me online. Um, I've been playing and running games since like the late 80s, since I stumbled across my uncle's red box underneath his bed, and he gave it to me and said, hey, listen, you can have this. I don't play it anymore. I'm like, good, cool, because it looks awesome to me. Um, it came with the, 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 the dice that you had to color in with a wax crayon, because those are the dice that came with the set because you couldn't buy dice at the time the box set came out the day it had, they had to give them to you um but yeah uh that's my you know my short history cool so yeah so we're gonna uh, so the reviews in this uh, on test chamber are going to be very standardized um because it's a test so it's got to be a, a standard so for every game that we do it will be the similar question series of questions not too many. Um, in general, there should be more people involved, but unfortunately, the two of the players backed out at the last minute, which is unfortunate, because I would have liked to have hear, heard their opinions on like Alien itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in other games, uh, when Sue does her Luminal game next next week, I think, isn't it? We're doing yep. Luminal. Um, and we'll start with character creation, but at the eighth week, we'll do a review much like this. And we will also be having an interview with Paul Mitchner as well about um, Liminal at some point. And Sue, I might ask, I know we know him already, but I might ask you along as support as well, if that's cool, because you're yep. a GM. And you, you probably have more uh, knowledge in that, in in the game itself. Um, but we'll, that won't be on a Sunday. That will be have, That will have to be done on another day because unfortunately Paul isn't free on Sundays so um, so the first question that I have and uh, this is to all of us is 
What one thing did you like about the system and why? Uh, I'll start with Nathan. Uh, I like the stress, the stress die mechanic. Um, because like, uh, so there's a couple things that make, um, there's a couple things that, that create tension in a role-playing game. Cause like a lot of people complained, complain about like, uh, for instance, fifth, fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons, that there's like, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of things that could kill a character once it, once it passes fifth level. Like they're pretty, they have enough resources that characters and players can pretty much think and fight their way through just about anything. It gets thrown at them unless it, if it's in, within reason. Um, the thing that creates tension, I think, in role-playing games is, is like a, a key encounter, like a, a tough encounter plus uh, a timer. Like, so like we have to do this before this happens or we have to do this before this runs out or before, you know, before the lava catches up to us or whatever. Um, there's like a doomsday timer. And the stress mechanic is a doomsday timer. It is a, it is a timer until you keep literally pun intended. You keep throwing, you keep rolling the dice until, until that, that face hugger comes up and then you run the risk. You have to roll, you know, one more save, but you, you, you know, you run the risk of losing, losing control of your character and in, 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 in a situation where you're battling against a, you know, battling against a, a monster or circumstance that is that is beyond your control or beyond your ability to handle you know losing your losing control of your character at that time is like the worst possible thing that could happen so i like how certain actions add stress i like how they wove the stress die mechanic into actions into like if you drink a cup of coffee you get stress if you fire on fully automatic you get a stress point and it's like if you choose to do these actions and do these things a certain way you're adding stress, which increases your chances of succeeding, but also increases your chances of panicking and inducing panic around everybody else and the whole thing falling apart. And I think it gives it gives the game it gives the game the tension that it needs. I think that's I, th- I don't think the game wouldn't be as full of tension if it didn't have that mechanic in it. I don't think it would. I think it would just play like a. I mean, Call of Cthulhu has the sanity mechanic. Which which creates a lot of tension as well, um, and, and I think that I think that this game with the stress die mechanic, I think it's key to maintaining that feel, the aliens feel. Yeah. Just just slightly off, little off topic, but on topic. What are the actual results of a panic? Like what what are the outcomes of a panic? So uh, they're actually there's actually not a lot. So result one through six, keep it together. Uh, number seven is a nervous twitch. What's the stress level of you and friendly PCs close to you goes up by plus one. So like, like somebody flipping out can make other people flip out as well. Can make other people, you know, add stress. The next highs would be eight, which is a tremble. It's a minus two for, you know, a drills uh, with uh, minus two with skill rolls involving agility. I think uh, Iona, uh, David had Iona and he had that problem. Um, Number nine is you drop an item. Uh, you drop a weapon or other important item that the GM decides, stress level plus one. So you not only you add a level, but guess what I'm going to have you drop? I'm going to have you drop your pulse rifle. That's just, I'm just, <laughs> that's, that's what you're going to drop. Um, freeze, you lose your next slow action. That's, that's devastating. When, when you guys got charged by like four aliens at the end, they just sprung out of the walls and came at you guys. Having the freeze thing is like, it's yeah, that would be devastating in that situation. Uh, seat cover, 
is number is uh, if you roll an 11 or higher, or if you roll an 11, seat cover, next action must move away from danger. Stress level minus one, so your stress level goes down. But um, anybody that sees you do it, close PCs, have a stress level goes up one. Uh, you scream, which is basically like freeze, use your next slow action. Um, and everybody, everybody that can hear you scream makes an immediate panic roll. So everybody, so this can start, you know, the whole group can start cascading out of control. Um, number 13 is flee. You must flee to a safe place for one round. Um, in the one shot that I ran, someone rolled that. And they basically took off to another part of the, uh, another part of the underwater station. And like the, the other characters, once they had finished dealing with the threat, they had to go find her. <laughs> like, and I was like, you just leave her and like, no, no, we're going to go, we're going to go track her down and find her. Um, Berserk is number 14. You must immediately attack nearest person or creature until broken. That could be a friendly PC. Because it says nearest person or creature. And then 15 or plus, you just go catatonic. You collapse to the floor and can't talk or, or move. Staring blankly into oblivion. And there's uh, the, only th- the only thing that can get you out of that is like a command roll. Somebody has to make a command roll, a successful command roll to wake you up or get you under control. Otherwise, you have to wait like a, a turn and then it, then it subsides. But if you go catatonic for an alien, you're just going to get drug off and face hugged. So, yeah. Not, not a time to do that then. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, definitely. You guys hitting the Napro leave in the uh in the the reactor room like you guys juicing up with napro leave to 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 wipe out all stress before you went you tried to go to the to to the actual ascension car the the elevator and try to get in there was was i think is i think that is what more i mean getting online and shooting as a tactic was was very successful but i think more than anything that's what saved you guys was because you guys had accumulated like I, some of you had like six stress points, yep. maybe I don't think more. It was five or six. I can't remember. Yeah, I think Iona had like seven. So it was like this is if you'd have gone and it was if you you would have reduced by two, but the second you go into that final encounter with six or whatever stress, then it's it's all gonna come. Yeah, it's all it's all gonna come crashing down. But hitting those drugs when you guys did was uh, was the key move. What about you, Sue? What one thing did you like about uh, the system and why? Well, I think since we've already covered the stress mechanics, uh, I think the critical table is probably my next favourite thing. It's the fact that running out of hit points doesn't kill you, but you don't know what you're going to roll on that critical table. It adds a bit of extra tension. Uh, plus there's some really fun results in there, like we, we had with my character losing her teeth. Yeah. Like, yeah, how do you get how do you get how do you get knocked out teeth from splashed with acid critical? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just melt the teeth away. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, like the games I've run, I've had the party come back where they've all been alive, but they've left half their legs behind. As for me, I actually really like the way the aliens worked. To tell you the honest truth, I really like the way that you can just roll on a roll a roll a ta- like roll on a table to see what what they do, um, because they're not like I guess because they're not like free thinking creatures. Well, I guess they are, but because they're more animalistic, right? Or a or alien, I guess, or whatever. 
Um, it take it, it. You don't have to go like, oh shit, what do I want to do? You know, it, it takes a lot of the pressure of the GM, like trying to like make the creature act like a creature rather than like something with. I'm not not intelligence behind it, but uh, do you know what I mean? Like it, it makes it feel more the. Yeah, the the aliens are so brutal and so lethal that having a GM set up in a counter where where you know what I mean, what, what are four of them going to do? It would just be it'd be nuts. And instead, I think I I I, I agree with you. I like the how you have roll a one d six to see what they do because it is um, it's fun for me. You know what I mean? As as a GM, like to to like I don't have to like sick these aliens on you and figure out what they're going to do. No, I get to see what the dice are going to decide just as much as you. Like, I get to see, you know, oh, he's going to rip himself apart and try to spray you with acid. That's great. But you know what I mean? Like, I get... Plus, if I kill one of you, I go, all the rolls are in the dice window. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was... Yeah, so... Hey, you know it's not the GM being malicious when the thing comes and rips your head off. It was just the dice. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Like I didn't headbite you. The you rolled the six. <laughs> That's why I made you guys roll the d six, and not me. I was like, you guys roll the d six and see what happens. Because yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It just it just made it feel. I don't know. Yeah. Like if we go to D and D, if you're you know if you're if you're playing a wolf character, not wolf character, but say we're getting attacked by a bunch of wolves. You know, it's it's your you know as the dungeon master in D and D, it's down to you to decide on how they behave, right? Rather than like allowing the uh, allowing like allowing the dice to choose what they do, whether they go for yeah. your jugular or or, or 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 just circle you or or whatever you know whatever they could be doing or intimidate you or you know. I, I, I've never encountered a real wolf, so I don't know. But you know, some people are intimidated by dogs, right? So do you know what I mean? Um, but um, yeah, I just I just found it refreshing. I think they have it in free. I think they have it in Forbidden Lands as well. I think some, a lot of the creatures in that have like a, a chart that you can roll on, rather yeah. than choosing what they do. Um, I, I don't know if they're as deadly as. Um, as as an alien is, but I know like perhaps some of the larger creatures like giants and stuff can just like splat you with one hit because uh, they're so much larger than you and and, yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I just it just felt alien. I felt like I was playing in an alien game, and um, it really just added to the to the whole like weave of the game itself. I think this is going to be very short. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be particularly long. Um, uh, what one thing did you not like about the system and why? That's if you've got any issues with the system. It's not an issue per se, but uh, I mean, it is, but it isn't. Um, the initiative cards. Like, I don't really, I mean, I, it's okay. It works. I mean, it's great to pull pull different cards because it's like 10 cards. For like uh, ten cards, to, ten numbers total for initiative, and that doesn't work when I've got four aliens, who each take two actions, who need to draw two cards apiece. 
Yeah. So that's like eight cards. Plus I got four players that are going to draw four cards. You know, I've already exceeded. So, you know, it's, it's, I like the, I like that they they include like a dice system for, for the game, like an alternate initiative system, which is, is a compliment to the game, not a problem, but I would say that, yeah, the initiative cards, I don't really, I don't really like it. I mean, just rolling dice to, dis- to determine initiative is fine. I do like the fact that the cards mean that you don't have to decide which of two people have got the same number goes first. And at the same time, you do only have the 10 cards. And I think, I think that's actually better in Coriolis, which is a largely similar system because uh, you've got a much bigger deck of cards. Yeah. I think it's 36 cards rather than 10. So it's a lot easier to work out an order from then. Yep, yep. 36? Uh, yeah, it's a D66 table. Oh, okay. Cool. I love that, by the way. I love, like, not having to get a, a D10. It's just 66. Yeah. It's like a D66. I like that. That's that's cool. What about you, Sue? What, what, what one thing didn't you like about this? What one thing don't you like about the system? And why? Uh, the only thing I, I'm not so keen on is that I can never remember exactly what what armor does. Now, I know you roll the number of dice and the number of successes you get uh, takes it off whatever the enemy got. But I can never remember if that comes off damage or the number of successes they rolled. Yeah, it comes off damage. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It's a fairly minor thing overall. It's just one thing I can't quite get into my head. It didn't help either. I, I mean, I think anybody rolled armor. I think a couple of you rolled armor and you got like three successes or two successes. But for the most part, my, my rolls for the aliens are pretty abysmal. Like like 12, yeah. I'm rolling like 12 dice acid attack and I get like one success or two successes. It's like, okay. Like that's gonna do three damage. You're you know, you're gonna get one successor in your armor roll, that's gonna be two damage. That's not really, you know, not really anything. I mean that'll count later when you lose another two health and another one and you're down, but it far as this fight goes, that you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> it was it wasn't you know, nothing to worry about. But most of most of you uh were rolling half armor anyway. Because it was armor piercing attacks, and they, all, all the aliens, any any of the aliens, uh, rolled um, half armor as well. Because you guys were using armor piercing, you know, your weapons are armor piercing, so mm. they were all rolling half armor anyway. So, yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I do like the system. I do like how simple it is, etc. You know, it is you know, uh, you know. Uh, this is my what third or fourth game of a uh, 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 um, the, the Year Zero engine. The only thing, the only thing I don't like, and it is a really minor like niggling, niggling issue that I have with the system, is that you need a six to succeed on 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 a dice pool. Yeah. Um, and and you know it, it, you either you either roll really well or you roll. Fuck all, right? Generally, or, or you don't, or you got, or you, or, or you're rolling a shitload of dice and you only get one or two successes if you're lucky. Sometimes yeah. you might get more, but you know, in general, 
you don't generally roll that many you know that well of that well in successes um it is a lot you know it is very because because you get got one in six chance of getting a success on each dice it's uh it doesn't cut happen so often um but i mean that that's that's literally you know i can i can see it being a bit um frustrating that you know you've got this character who's highly trained in shooting a smart gun you know but he only gets a success to hit after rolling 12 dice or something but you know that that's literally that is it that is the only problem i have yeah i think that actually works better in alien than it does in the other year zero games because this is a horror game and things are just going to go horribly bad for you sometimes yeah. yeah, but you uh, you succeed with one with one. So all you need is one. Yeah, yeah, but but you can do extra shit with more successes, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to be the hero. Everybody wants to. Yeah, of course. Everybody oh, wants yeah. to do more damage. Or. <laughs> um. I like, as as a GM, I like dice pool based systems because I can do something pretty sneaky with them. Okay, oh, what's what yeah, sneaky yeah. thing you do? So here's a, here's a cool tip. Um, so with a, with, with a dice pool system with like hits and successes and stuff like that, you can create threats and you can create whole combats just based on a handful, like a, a pool of dice. So let's say I want to do, let's just use Alien because we're talking about Alien. Um, I want to do like, uh, you're being chased by, uh, by like a bunch of aliens. I don't have to stat all those aliens out. I can just say I've got 30 dice. Let's say you're, you're you're running through the station, assholes and elbows, trying to get to the last spaceship. I've got thirty dice. I said, all right, you're being chased by aliens. So each round, I want you to make a mobility check, and I want you to make a uh, make like like do anything that you want to do to try to slow the aliens down as you're as you're running. So what you do is you um, you make rolls, and any success that you get, I take dice away from my thirty die dice pool. When it's my turn, I can divide those 30 dice. I can divide those up into a handful of dice pools. I can roll them against each character to say attacks as the aliens try to catch up with you or their mobility checks to try to catch up with you. And then when, when you guys tick all the 30, the 30 dice, when you finally tick that down to zero, there's, you, know, you get away. Or when you fight a fire that's like a 40 dice fire or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? I can, I can. You, it can be fire. It can be a disaster. It could be an army. It can be, it could be anything. But and it's just, it's just a dice pool I have. And you guys think I'm running this? You know, not you guys, but you know, a player can think that I'm, I've got this whole like, there's 30 aliens statted out and they're coming after you, and I've got this whole thing planned. Which just now nah, I'm just counting a pool of dice. And I don't have to, you know. And you could do that with Shadowrun. Any dice pool based system, you can do stuff like that with. So instead of, you know, instead of getting down to the nitty gritty, you can just, you know, cool. it's cool. Makes it easy. Right. Final question. I might see if any of you have got any other questions, but you know, the, the final question I've got written is, did you find the mechanics support the story or get in the way? <sighs> the mechanics absolutely support the story. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it's primarily it's the stress mechanic that does that because it just adds the whole tension that you need in a space horror game. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, I like the attribute plus skill. Form your dice pool, and then you roll them. I like that a lot because um, if you don't have the attribute, you can. Or I mean, if your attribute's low, whatever you can, 
you know, your skill can be can be enough to carry you. Or if you don't even have the skill, maybe your attribute just carries you. Mm-hmm. So it's great. It takes care of the, you know, it takes care of the, or if you're unskilled or whatever, you get a penalty. Or whatever, you don't have to worry about that. You just roll your attribute. I thought it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was elegant. I, and how I, it has I, like base dice plus stress dice I, and... I, I definitely felt that like the game definitely had the feel of Alien, um, and like the sto- um, the the story as well. I definitely, even though Ian, uh, Ian, fuck me, can I get anyone else's name wrong tonight? Um, who's Ian? I have no clue. <laughs> Ian Fleming. <laughs> Maybe. No, uh, what Andrew was saying, like, um, I've now lost my train of thought. You officially derailed. I've derailed myself. We were talking about uh, the, how the game mechanics support the uh, the theme, and it, the game feels like Alien. You're saying that it feels. Yeah, like I, that was it. Yeah, even though Andrew's like, you know, he wasn't trying to make it feel, you know, be aliens. Um, like, you know, we're on a remote um, colony. Um, mm-hmm. out, even though we were in a colony, but it was a large, much. I think it was a much larger colony, right, than the one in Alien. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely had like. There's definitely, like, it ticked the boxes of, like, I feel like I'm in an Aliens movie. Do you know what I mean? With uh, just just everything going on. Um, the, uh, there was definitely a feel of, like, um, I know this isn't the mechanics, but there was definitely a feel of grittiness <coughs> in, involved as well. And, and like, um, body the body horror as well was, you know, there's, you know, the whole, like, um, I don't really understand that, though. The, the alien that... You know the alien that was inside that woman's body, that you know that we saw on the uh, in that um, safe house. Mm-hmm. Um, the body burster. Yeah, I didn't really understand that one. What, what, what that was, was going... the so so the twenty six draconis. Um, what that does is that does um, it's a different strain. And if you know anything from like Prometheus or whatever, I it's don't like know. if you if you watch Prometheus. Okay, yeah, so David, the android in, in that movie, he is he's messing with the black goo and this stuff to create. You realize, you realize in the second movie, Covenant, he has been experimenting with it and trying to change it and tweak it to try to create a life form with it. And the 26 Draconis strain is just like it's like, a ver- it's like one of his attempts at that. And it's different than... It's like different than the the strain of strain of like parasite that creates a xenomorph. So when the whole point of of the twenty six draconis in this scenario was like they shot the AWOL marines up with it that got face hugged with it to try to save them, but it does. It's only like a thirty three percent chance that it works. The other two you either chest burst or because it does nothing, or that the um, or it kills the embryo, and then it itself is inert, and then like. You know, you can get it cut out of you or whatever, like what happened to uh, Wright, Corporal Wright, and, or uh, it does something where it eats the ember, it eats the chest thing or whatever, and then it mutates. And then you, it basically turns you from the inside out into an alien. So you know how I mean, you, don't, you haven't seen Prometheus, but like the the guy gets it and he turns into this anathema, this thing with his like forehead is distended and he's like, I mean, it's not distended, it's swollen, and he's like a caveman, but he. he the guy's like out of control. He's a complete different thing, but he's mutated. Um, it does that to you, but it, you know, an alien from the inside out, you know, it forms from the inside. So it's kind of neat. That it just, it kind of like splits off the skin and 
an alien forms from underneath. It's kind of cool. And there, there's some. And he, he was talking about Easter eggs and stuff. There is, um, there is Easter eggs for that, st- like for um, William Gibson's Alien Three. So, like in William Gibson's Alien Three, there's like there's two different strains of aliens. There's an earlier strain, or there's like a strain that gets, you know, that gets loose from the lab that's on the space station that they accidentally that they're there they're at, and then there's the strain of actual regular xenomorph, and they they kind of go at it. If you've you know if anybody's ever listened to the Audible, uh, William Gibson Alien Three, it's really good, but it's um, that's in there. So it's it's one of the one of the cooler parts of the uh, of, of the story. So I'm glad I'm right. glad it's in it's it's in their their stuff. Right. Well, I'm just going to throw one last question out because I I'm, I mean I, I did expect us to, to be a, f- a five five man like five people. Um, Operations. Operation. Um, the next one. Uh, so, what was your favorite moment of the game? <laughs> uh, when when Hammer rappelled down out of the um, the whole how you guys took down the insurgent compound was my favorite part of the uh, of the game, because it felt like it felt like a legit military operation. We have combined arms. You have an air insertion coupled with a a, a ground unit that busts through the gate. Uh, that was that's you know that's it's good stuff. And then when you when you like demolition man fast rope down and then shoot the dude on the roof as you land and say hammer down on the radio. That was, that's like, that's like, that's like, that was like marquee, like marquee eighties action movie moment. Like that was cool. I was like, Oh, this is great. Like we got Marines fast roping in and shooting insurgents off rooftops. We got one liners, you know, and then you go into the room and now you're, now you have to fight a body burster. It's, you know, it's, it's great stuff. And I think the bit with the, uh... The, the body burster falling through the floor after we killed it. <laughs> that was also a great moment. And I think one of my, uh, I can't just pick one great moment because there were so many, but the, the bit where we first came face to face with an alien at the Marshall station, that was great. Yeah, I loved work out. I've loved seeing the look on like, uh, you, uh, James, and, and, and you, Sue. I like, I like, look, seeing the look on your face. Like, you knew that the guy had, like, as a player, you knew, like, he had something chest bursted. Yeah. But you're like, uh, how do we? Because <laughs> I saw when I, when I read that, I see James' face. Like, all right, how do I? You know, I know, but I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, because you got because because law, right? You don't in game law yeah. versus out game law. Obviously, yeah. you know, in game, I don't know what it is. But out of game, uh, I knew exactly what it was. <laughs> um, what was my favourite moment? Uh, I I definitely enjoyed my banter with Iona, uh, yeah, and me good. constantly calling him a fucking pen pusher. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, that that I, I mean that's blown my own trumpet. But you know, I just I was trying to like be a, like getting the mentality of a marine because I imagine they constantly jive each other. And stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, another favourite moment is the fact I really enjoy the fact that Sue was just like this killing machine. Um, every shot she shot would, you know, like when when we're getting attacked by, you know, when we're in the um, oil f- gas facility, when we just blown up the um, 
those uh, insurgents in in that building with the grenades and you know I'd I'd gone off to do some drugs and then we got then I spotted then we saw that we were getting they were coming in from the east side of the facility yeah. and Sue was just like you know just you know uh, like a marine like running running forward and just popping them and just killing them like yeah just, short control just... bursts <laughs> and there was down, the, and then there was down. me just going ah just shooting all the just uh, shooting everything it was great and then you almost get killed <laughs> and then I almost got killed yeah and I had to spend a hero point or whatever to get out of the way story point being... yeah technically you should have been killed when he shot through the wall he shot through the wall with basically a, a like a laser tank gun so technically but I mean it was it was cool to make the roll and hey listen let's it'd have been pretty funny if you're just doing your own thing and you just get vaped <laughs> It's like you're you're done, you know. Roll armor for, for you know a five damage attack. <laughs> um, it, 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 I just, I had a good time. With it. I I did get stressed as well. I, like, I was getting as the game progressed. I was like, oh fuck, we're not getting out of this. And then when you threw those four xenomorphs at us in that room uh, near the end, when we had the you know because there was only four of us playing, I was like, fuck, we've got one each. We're not. Some of us aren't getting out of this. If any of us. I didn't but then, think you would either. I thought like but, maybe one or but, two. But then, but then two of them decided to commit suicide, which probably saved our fucking bacon. To be perfectly blank, uh, perfectly honest. Well, with you. you must say you saw short too, because Iona got like taken out basically, but it was capture for the hive taken out. So he ended up finishing off his. I mean, it stabbed him, but then like when he passed out, it like moved on to someone else because it knew he was going out. That's why it left him and went for someone else. And they smelled the. Well, not on Sue, but before they smelled the alien on her. But the uh, that was, and that wasn't me sicking on. That was just that, that they said there's four soldiers in there. There's four soldiers xenomorphs in the in that room. I'm like cool. Um, and, and and yeah, it was like I said before. The dice just that's just what happened. The, they I, I, rolled low. You guys rolled well, but you guys were doing stuff that was stacking stuff in your favor, like spending that extra points for the damage of pushing an alien back. You know what I mean? You know, before you know, using the stunt to to shove the alien, like the bullets, you know, repel the alien backwards. That was that was helping out a lot. Well, it's to stop the acid. I think that was for us yeah. trying to stop the acid splash. Right, <laughs> that was the plan. Um, I, I really. What else did I enjoy? I uh, I was really hoping we would use the power lifter to like do something, like use that power lifter that we saw, but we didn't use it. But then power again, lifter, we sort yeah. of had to rush through that last bit, which was a bit of, yeah, it was a bit of a shame. But it was also we probably were all been dead. Uh, yeah, I probably I probably would have had. I don't know if I would have done with the with little workers, the little white alien things that were tending the queen. Um, I don't know what I would have. What I would. I don't know if there's a chart for them or anything. I probably would have had them swarm the power loader, though. It's like whatever was in the power. You know what I mean? Like they just swarm it and try to get it to stop attacking the queen. So it was. It would have been yeah. Whoever's in the power loader probably would have died, but everything would have attacked the power loader, ignored everyone else. You know what I mean? Like the two soldiers that were in there would have would have jumped on the power loader as well. So that would at least give everybody else a, ch- a chance to like bail out of there. But, but yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I, I I had a really good time. I enjoyed every moment of it. It was um, 
it was a good game. It was well run. Thank, um, um, uh, I, I enjoyed the players' banter. Um, I enjoyed, um, you know, all the players like playing their characters. I like the fact that Silver was constantly chomping on cigarettes every five seconds. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, I enjoyed. Um, I like the whole um, cards that they give. You know the. Um, what were the cards called? The agendas or the story cards? Yeah, the agendas. The agendas yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed the agendas. Um, I've, I've I read a not horror story today on on the Facebook group about like uh, there there one of the players was playing um, hammer, and he decided to throw a grenade when they were being attacked by an alien at, to basically kill the rest of the group and the alien at the same time and then they all started shooting each other and then the GM had to ca- just decided to stop the game then and there um so yeah cuz so yeah, also... some of the cuz some of the agenda it says for hammer it says like the other the other marines don't deserve to survive yeah but i mean you you can't you don't interpret that as you kill them it's <laughs> i think you could interpret that as if they if they fight and make it then they deserve otherwise you're not going to help them not chuck a grenade at the group. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah I had a really good time. It it was stressful. It was um, some of the places I didn't want to go into because you know it was scary. Um, uh, yeah, it was just it was atmospheric. It was it hit all the beats of an alien film that uh, you know. Um, uh, if I, you know, if I wasn't streaming, you would have seen me get up to go to the toilet at the time. It was getting really stressful because, um, you know, I would be getting too stressed. Uh, <laughs> I did that in Alien Resurrection when I when they were breaking out. I, 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 I told you this all offline, didn't I? I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I went to watch Alien Resurrections at the cinema, and when they were getting out of the like breaking out of the uh, the the jails, the prison, or whatever the the facility they were trapped in. Oh, what's his face? Something doff, isn't it? The uh, he does the voice of Chucky. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I got up and went to the toilet because I couldn't fucking stay. I could. I was getting uh, stressed uh, of it. I'm not very good at horror films. It's really weird. I'm not very good at horror films. I really can't do horror films. Um, I, I don't choose to watch them. <laughs> That's why I haven't watched Alien. That's why I haven't watched any of the uh, prequels, like Prometheus or anything. Or Alien. Is Alien yeah, Prometheus is a... not really. It's not really a horror movie. Uh, <coughs> it's no, body it's stressful. Will... It will make me go to go to toilet, but because I'm Covenant's watching it, I have to pause and... it. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I wouldn't just leave just... it on. You can't just get up and then skip the part. Yeah, you go. You gotta watch it. Like I like uh, he was talking. Uh, Andrew was talking about like the the solid, you know, some of the golden moments and stuff. Some of the good stuff that's in those movies. Like some people don't like prequels or whatever, but like I feel like I feel the same way. I think there's there's really cool parts of those films that add to the canon and add to the universe and stuff. In in, in the fact that they had all this tech and all this whiz bang stuff, but that's not gonna help you. Like how many, you know, how many, how much, how much, how prepared can your Call of Cthulhu character be before you really, you just, you just, you're gonna fight a shambling mound? Like it's just gonna, it's just gonna dimensional walk through walls, and you know what I mean? There's, this you know what I mean? Or like you fight a, you run into a Shoggoth, or you, you know, 
you run into a dark one, it doesn't give a shit that you shoot it or try to cut it. You know, you don't. So it's it's yeah, it's it's cool to see. Like it, it's you you really should watch them. They're great movies. I mean, there's the Prometheus the has on... pro- Prometheus has his problems, but it's still a really good. There's still a lot of really good stuff in that movie. A lot of really. They're good probably moments. on Disney Plus. Yeah. I don't know when will, that, will they be in Disney Plus. Uh, they'd be in the uh, star thing, wouldn't they? They'd be in the uh, sort of more adult orientated yeah, area. Yeah, they have to. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Because they're technically Disney films now, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff on Disney Plus that isn't just cartoons. Yeah. A lot of great stuff. Yeah, I think anyway. something else that stood out about this adventure is it was a very different experience to Chariot of the Gods. Yeah. What do you mean? In this one, we were all Marines, so we were like tooled up with big weapons and armour and felt like we could actually fight the monsters. Uh, In Chariot of the Gods, you don't have anything like as much stuff. I think I was wandering around with a bolt cutter. Yeah. It was... uh, I had mentioned that to to Andrew also when we were talking about... um, like he, he we, James had mentioned, hey, everyone lived, and I, I was, and I, yeah, yeah, and he was surprised because he's like, I've heard of, like, you know, maybe one or two people make it out. He's like, or nobody, but he's like, I've never heard that. Like, he's like, I'm glad that different groups experience different things, and it was, uh, it, it's because, yeah, you guys are Marines. You're, you have weapons, armor, grenades for, for you know, Christ's sake, <laughs> it's the yeah. It's, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to tactically think your way out of the situation and, and fight a monster. And I said, I told him, I was like, it'd be a very different scenario if it was just a bunch of people in jumpsuits with bolt guns. Because you got like a one-shot bolt gun or like a cutting torch. That's not going to cut it. Like, you know, pun intended. It's not going to... Yeah. And also, I think the alien threat we were facing in this particular scenario is very different to what you encounter in Chariot of the Gods. Yeah. I don't I'm even think a pulse rifle. Chariot I don't even think a pulse rifle would even help you in that scenario. How, the hell, how are you going to shoot on a spaceship? Like if you don't, like if you, as a GM, like if you're firing weapons on a spaceship, if especially armor piercing, you know what I mean, like rounds out of a pulse rifle, you're gonna, like, you know, you're you're gonna pierce the hull. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna put holes in things, and putting holes in things on a spaceship or a space station is a bad idea. So. That's some of the early concerns I heard about Alien as, as a game is, is it just going to be the same thing every time? And well, my experience so far is absolutely not. I'm, I, I, I like that. Um, I can't believe that, like, the games that we play now are, are considered canon. That's blown my mind. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's me like, that's insane. I've never heard that, you know, a, a game have, you know, an RPG story being considered canon in the universe. And like, you know, the character that you may play may appear in, well, not appear, but just be mentioned in a, in another product somewhere. Like, you know, a video game, you might hear, ah, oh, uh, Hammer, you know, Sergeant, no, I wasn't Sergeant. Private. Private Hammer or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Or Private Dante, first class. Um, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's good though. I mean, that's 
you know that's that makes you go connect to the universe more as well um but yeah it's i, I really i really enjoyed it i had a good time it, i thought it was well run as well it was really well uh i it, it was really i didn't think it was well run it was well run you know what i mean i really enjoyed it <laughs> thank it was, you <laughs> it was well handled um <clears throat> i don't have any criticisms over it i, I don't think um yeah, I don't. Um, but but yeah, if you're just listening to the review, um, I mean, it's going to be a shorter video than the actual like actual plays, mainly because, well, hopefully when we have a full set of other players, there'll be bigger, you know, bigger, uh, more more conversations about what people liked and what people didn't like. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, you can go back and listen if you haven't listened to it. Go check out our actual play. You can hear like uh, the banter and uh, and everything about the you know what was going on between the uh, the, the the party members. And it was good. It was it was very enjoyable. Um, I liked uh, I liked when Chaplin came back online. Everybody's kind of like hovered around him, and like he comes back, he's like eyes open, and then like people are like, "What's going on?" And and then and then hammer. Like James, you like lean in and like, what's your prime directive? What's your prime? You start, like, start interrogating him. And stuff. I thought it was great. I was quite Robocop. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, what's your prime? Like, like, what's this psycho marine going to ask this robot when you can say it was great? I thought it was, it was cool. There's lots of moments like that through the whole thing. Yeah. Especially my American accent that I started in the first session and promptly dropped. From there yeah, on, second, from the second episode on, if or probably most of the way, part way through the first episode. But you no, know, it's yeah. good. It, it's and it's all it's all on YouTube or it's all on the podcast. Yeah. If you you know you can check that out there, um, and hear us. It was a good time as well. It was, uh, it, you know, it goes pretty quickly. I've I've listened to them because you know. I'm having to double check my work, my editing having, skills, having edit, yeah. lack of edit skills, and um, making sure I haven't cut too much out and it doesn't sound completely unnatural where no one's taking a breath whatsoever um, in between sentences. Um, I did delete a lot of verms, so this might be edited as well because, you know, verms make me sound like a fucking idiot, and if I delete, if I cut them out, it makes me sound way more intelligent. I'll cut that out so they don't know. Uh, there won't be any. Uh, just you know, just go. Oh, he's really intelligent. Yep, that's the plan. Um, Too late now. Does anyone have any questions or anything that they think they want to add to this little review? Uh, you know, it's not a massive. In fact, in fact, do you recommend to play? Do you recommend people to go out and buy it, or do you not recommend them to go out and buy it? I recommend it to buy. Yep. Yeah. The game, the game and the scenario. I'm not going to do star products because what's the point? You either like it or you don't. Do you know what I mean? There's no. Yeah. It's either worth getting or not worth getting. I think it's worth getting if you can get a hold of a copy. Um, I think you should go out and buy. You know, buy the game. Uh, if you check below, there's a in the description. There's a little link to the drive for RPG where you can pick up the PDF. And you can also support the channel by purchasing stuff with that affiliate link. Um, 
it, it yep. helps support the channel um and you get shit from it as well so you know you get to buy it basically you get to buy a game uh, i mean it won't be for free um but you know it, it helps it helps the channel and you don't pay anything extra it just it just just it's not much that i get it's like a percent or something like a fraction but um it does help and i can put it towards buying other games from rpg net or or whatever i want to do with it like buy some books and shit or send people books and and stuff like that um but i will add uh it is the it is the most well written i think rpg that i've ever read um it is what like 400 no yeah what is it like almost 400 pages it is um much more than a role playing game like it's it's it, you can use it as like a a source of you know everything aliens so like if you wanted a good you know what i mean if you're an alien fan like if, if you have to get it like i bought it even though i was like may i probably i might not run the game i'm like i i bought it with the intention of running the game but i was like even if i didn't i was like it's yeah i was present pleasantly surprised when i started reading it and 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 saw how it read and and how it was how it was written it's great it's a really nice looking book as well it's got yeah. that fantastic cover art and there's there's great pictures all the way through it yeah yep yep did any of you play the previous edition of aliens no no i there's looked at it the, i looked at it to 90s. run it there was one from the 90s and i remember when my old gm he had it and we never played it. I think he ran it once or twice for the, a, a group before I was involved. And so we're going, this is like early, this is before 93. And he's like, yeah, it takes ages to make a character and a Xenomorph just kills a player like that. There's there's no fucking challenge in it or anything. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I just wondered. I just wondered if anyone ever played it. But, um, but other than that, I, th- I, think that's, I think that's it, unless anyone else has got anything else they want to add. I just thought the one bit we didn't really get into is character creation because this this particular scenario has all the characters pre-created. Yeah. But they say I've, I have created characters for it and it's pretty quick. Yeah. I, I, I assume it's because Mutant Year Zero is quite quick, isn't it, I think? Yep. Yeah, it's just uh, X points in your attributes, X points in skills, and then pick a trait and you're pretty much done. Same thing with aliens, pick a talent. Do you, do you have to do relationships as well? Um, you can. Is that a step? Is that a step in the game? Like you need to choose a buddy and a rival. Um, yeah, it is. In character creation, yeah. it is. Eh? Yeah, because they they have that in all of them. So I think Charles from the Loop has it. And... It cre- it helps create tension. It's great. It's where good, yeah. it's where it's where great role play. It's where the role playing comes from. It's yeah. where the yeah, it's where drama comes from. It's great. All right, cool. Well, if that's it, then we can call it there. We can call it all right. We can call a, a bookend to Alien. Okay. For now, maybe when, like I said, when that other game comes out or the next part, maybe we can have a look look at it then. Oh yeah. Um, um, but yeah, thank you. Um, so. Thank you for thank you for doing it. I know it's a bit you know a bit ropey, but we'll get used to it as we go along, as 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 we do it more and more, or as I as I do. 
you know, I don't know if you could tell. I'm not very good at interviews. Uh, uh, you know, it's not it's not a skill um, I've ever had to hone beforehand. Um, but um, yeah, uh, Sue, where can we find you? You can find me on the Chambers of Roleplay Discord, uh, on Twitter and Blogspot as Savage Spiel, and on YouTube as Sue Savage. Nathan. Yeah, you can find me uh, at Godless Polecat on Twitter and at Godless Polecat in the, uh, the Chambers of Roleplay Discord. Um, bar that, um, my YouTube account is, I don't really post anything to it, so. <laughs> I think there's, a, there's a shadow run I, I, on my YouTube channel. I have one shadow run, one shot that I ran that's on there, but. Yeah. That's me. Um, don't forget. Uh... Discord information is in 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 all the descriptions below. You can join us. Uh, you can join the Discord from there. Um, Twitter. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, Twitter dot com forward slash James Corp TV. Um, my Facebook page is on there. If you use Facebook over Twitter, you might do. You might not. But you can you can follow follow the chat information there, and then um, check out the YouTube. Uh, channel at uh, youtube.com forward slash James Corp, all one word. And uh, if you're feeling particularly spicy, uh, you can you can support me on Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash James Corp. Uh, or if you're watching this on Twitch and want to support the channel, you can you can hit that subscribe button, and it does does really help as well. Um, uh, and even just even just coming by and watching the the live stream really does help as well. But other than that, I'd like to thank everyone who hung out and watched and and uh, provided some questions for Ian to answer earlier in the interview. Um, I'd like to thank everyone who uh, hung out today in chat for the review section. I know it was brief, but you know I don't want to. I don't want it going on for fucking ages. It wasn't. It was gonna be probably two hours with everyone. I reckon maybe even yeah. an hour and a half. But thank you all. Thank you Sue and Nathan for playing and hanging out today. It has been great, and we will see everyone next week for Liminal Session One, which will be character creation. And I think we'll be going through. Uh, I'll be asking Sue like you know things we should think about is like. Uh, how 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 best to make a decent group of are they called investigators? Is that the term you call it? Uh, I'm not sure if there is a an official term. All right, uh, uh, scampy fry eaters is what we're going to call them because yeah, that's, the no, that's, that's the official yeah, the, liminal the official snack. liminal snack. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll figure liminals. There we go. Um, or crew, yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, we'll go. We're, we're going to go through character creation step by step, uh, and then and then we'll end that. Get maybe get everyone to the same point, and then next week or the week after, we'll start. Um, we'll start liminal. But yeah, thank you all for watching, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Don't forget you can support me on Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash jamescorp and also get your name here in the credits. I'd like to thank Errors, Weefs, 
Orcus Dorcus, Matt, Mike, Ladovic, Adrian, Bud, Giuseppe, and Jaywall for your continued support on Patreon. Thank you very much. If you like the video, please consider supporting James Corp on Patreon.